What up, man? It's your man Jay White, first name, last name, Wealth Wednesdays, after party, with your man Jay White. If you look at me to my right, your left, probably, you see who I got in the building, Dr. Jamal Bryant. How you feeling, sir? Man, I'm blessed just to be connected come, to you, brother. Come on, now. You know I'm going to start using that, right? <laughs> <laughs> For people that's been under a rock and yes. don't know who you are, give them a little bit about who you are, where you're from, et cetera. I'm one of two black men that got ran out of Baltimore to go get a fresh start. We are runaway slaves. He ran to the Midwest. I ran to the dirty south. Don't give all my business. (laughs) I am a marketplace uh, pastor, uh, priest to the hood, uh, Dr. Jamal Harrison Bryant from New Birth Cathedral in Stonecrest, Georgia, formerly uh, from Baltimore, Empowerment Temple in the DMV. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So since you've been down here in Atlanta, how you been loving it? Man, I love it. This yeah. is the land of the unfree and the home of those who ain't that brave. It's, uh, it's, it's a good place for people to really start over. Yeah. It is uh, the unofficial witness protection. Everybody Damn comes God. here and just recreates and themselves. And hide in plain sight, right? They, they right there in front of you. Oh, my God. Everybody you looking for from your high school yearbook lives in Atlanta or lives in Houston. <laughs> You can't find them at home. That's where they are. Coming to Atlanta first. Don't don't come to Houston. Come to Atlanta first. What I want to talk to you about really quickly is how does someone just say, I want to be a pastor? How does how does that work? Because let me tell you this. I grew up in the church all my life. Yeah. Seven days a week to the point where I was just like, Mom, I ain't going no more. Right. But how does somebody say, this is a calling on my life? What's that feel like? And what's that what's that like? Yeah. First of all, you called, I'm scared of anybody who wants to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I didn't want to do. My dad uh, is a preacher. Okay. My grandfather was a preacher. Oh, My wow. great-grandfather was a preacher. Everything you heard about preacher's kids, I'm P- that. The yeah. PK. I'm a PK. <laughs> uh, and so this is not what I wanted to do. I came down to Atlanta to go to Morehouse. Okay. And uh, I studied to be a lawyer. Okay. I was in a pre-law program. And I uh, went to Duke for law school. Come on, man. And, uh, I was, telling me something I ain't oh, even know. I didn't finish. Okay. I, I said I went. <laughs> <laughs> I went and uh, I was sitting in uh, class. I was like, this ain't for me. Yeah. yeah. And went across the campus and enrolled in the seminary. Oh, man. Yeah. So now that you were doing that, you just like, all right, it, it's, it is what it is. No, this is, I can't see myself doing anything else. Wow. When you know your purpose... There is no substitution. All right, Doc. Can I call you Doc? Yeah. I, I want to bring up something. Now, you tell me, Jay. Yes. I ain't talking about that right now. Okay. All right. Do you know the first Sunday I went to your church? Let me, let me ask you. Guess yes. when the first Sunday is when I went to your church. Just take a wild guess. It's in Baltimore. Yes. It's around 2014, 15. Chris Brown. Something around that. Not Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but something went, something went viral, Doc, and yeah. I said, I, I'm going to his church next Sunday. I'm going right there. What's that? These Take- hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> is that the next Sunday? That's it, Doc. I said is, Chris Brown. Is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Doc, my question to you is, number one, I think it had an amazing effect on the community yeah. because I just told you I left the church. Right. Like, I'm, not, I'm good. Right. When I saw that clip, if he's saying this, which right. which got validity to it, which yes. I don't think nothing wrong with that, yeah. let me go with the power is behind why he even said that yeah. in the first place. Because the, the gospel 
is supposed to be controversial and confront, confrontational. Mm. Okay. Most black churches have become accommodationists. Mm. So we say what's politically correct. Yes. Uh, so they don't want you to come in church with jeans on. Why the Bible don't say that? Right. You can't come in there with a hat on. Right. Why? You can't say that. They arguing with the musicians. You can't have sunglasses on. Yeah. Uh, why? The Bible says man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. Yes, sir. Uh, and we no longer look at people's hearts. Are we looking to see if they got on Air Force One? Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, and the heart, has got yeah. to, the heart has got to mean something. Yes, sir. Uh, and I really conditioned myself. There's a book that I read that changed my life. It's okay. called The Power to Be Disliked. Okay. Uh, and most people want to be liked. Uh, and nobody ever came to greatness under popularity. It's difficult to be the bad guy. Yeah, it's it don't difficult. mean that you're bad. Yeah. It means you're misunderstood. Okay, I agree you, with that. You understand? So uh, imagine my dad said something to me, man, years ago that I've held on to the rest of my life. Okay. My dad said to me, I am so glad I was not Obama's pastor. He said, "Okay, if I was Obama's pastor, I would have talked him out of running. Wow. And told him there's no way you can get elected with a Muslim name after 9-11. Wow. <laughs> There's wow. no way wow. you're going to make it as a black man and you didn't go to an HBCU. Yeah. You never pledged a fraternity. Black people wouldn't be able to relate to you because you're from Hawaii. Yeah. Your other part of family is from Africa. They, they got no sense of who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so he said, uh, I'm grateful because my conventional wisdom was wrong. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So you go back to where you were four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Nobody would have thought you would have been syndicated. Absolutely. Yeah. You, absolutely. Yeah, the whole game is changed. Whoever thought that, whoever thought that, look at me now. Hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going against the grain is what brings you to being critical. That's I think stuff. that most of us rewrite history because uh, when Dr. King got assassinated, 76% of Americans didn't like him. Mm -hmm. And then in death, they give a holiday to him. Of course. Yeah. So think I of think, your flowers now. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go against it. Remember, y'all. We were just talking about tennis shoes before we came on live. You remember? You talking about old boys' tennis shoes? Yes, sir. You remember when Yeezys first came out? Yes, sir. Man, these are ugly. Yes, sir. They these was terrible looking. Shoes. Yeah, they was terrible looking. And one shoe yep. saved Adidas. Yep. Yep. Whole company. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I think. Anybody, if you got a dream, dream somebody's nightmare. That, mm. that, that's my motto. Dream what other people can't even fathom and won't even give themselves permission to sleep with. Wow. Yeah. How is that whole idea, the unconventional mind, the unconventional way of church led you to be, I'm going to just say it, like the, the leader of being uncon yeah. unconventional yeah. in the church, like, what have you seen the congregation be accepting or yeah. still a whole lot of pushback overall? I'm not after church people. Mm. Yeah, you got to realize 98% of what Jesus did was in the street. He the oh, son of God, right. knows the Bible better than anybody, and he only preached in church once. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't even invite him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. you're looking for yeah. affirmation from people who are not qualified. Yes, sir. Yeah, so imagine... Ten years ago, you came to my church. You came in my office and said to me, man, I really got this idea to do broadcasts and podcasts. And you know what I'd have told you? Let me hear 
I'd be like, man, I'm gonna take you and enroll you into Morgan. I'm gonna get you in the mass communications. I'm gonna see if I can you get you an internship <laughs> at V103. You can see me on that long because road. That, because that's the path yep. that we know. God will take you a whole nother way. I had yep. to repent to my church in the pandemic. I grew up in the church, you grew up in the church. Yes, Those of y'all watching, you've been in church. Your whole life, they gave people scholarships to go to college. Mm -hmm. Little Timmy did great in a science class, yeah. computer science. We applaud him. Yeah. I'm 50. I stood up in church and said, you know what? I realized my whole life in church, the church has never given anybody a scholarship to go to barber school. Wow. The church has never applauded anybody for getting their trucking license. Mm -hmm. Nobody has ever gave big ups that Jonathan now has got his license to become a plumber. Mm. Because we got one track mind of how you can get to success, yep. of how it is that you can get to that level. And there's people out here that's doing it with no degree. I'm one. My mama yep. said, <laughs> yeah. listen, I'm one. My mama said, get you a job. Yeah. That job not working, yeah. guess what? Get another job. That's right. If that job not working, get another job or yeah. go back to school. Yeah. I'm just like, I couldn't do it. Much like you. I'm sitting in the classroom, I'm like, you know, this ain't for me. I just can't sit here and learn traditionally like this. Right. So my path to success is still climbing, yeah. but it definitely wasn't the traditional way. No, when you look at Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, all of them, who, who are billionaires. Yes. And know that none of them finished college. Yeah, yeah. We never give that model to the black kids. Yeah, yeah. We tell them the only way you can do it, and I am a product of higher education. Okay. I went to Morehouse, I went to Duke, I went to Oxford. So this is not anti-education. This is saying they are alternative routes to 100%, get there. 100%. Yeah. I think that's what I like about my audience and, and this show in particular, and I'm yeah. the host, because I didn't go to college, I didn't graduate. Right. I went one semester. Yeah. But right now, I have seven companies. I got 42 wow. active federal government contracts. Wow. Syndicated by our heart. I got so much going on, and your boy didn't. I barely graduated high school. They take one to know. But one. I got so much street smarts and common sense right. that supersedes whatever I was, thought I was going to learn right. in the books. This is a perfect segue, Doc, right here to this. Being unconventional like you are, yeah. how has that wavered, or not wavered, but been your path to or bridging the gap to? your entrepreneurship, your, your yeah. business owner, and my, being a businessman. My being a successful businessman is built on my father's failures. Mm. My dad is the most righteous man I've ever met. Pure heart, clean hands. Yes, sir. He is authentically a man of God. Yes, sir. And the mistakes that he's made equipped me to go into business. Mm. 1984, Bob Johnson called my dad asked him to be a partner in BET to invest in it. Wow. 1984. Wow. My dad said to him, black people don't watch cable. <laughs> <laughs> BET ain't gonna last. He took that money and bought a Mercedes Benz. Mm. I think about where my life would be. Yep. 10 years later, my dad is Bishop of the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. A man knocks on his door. He's living in Dallas. Says, I got a small little company. I'm getting ready to go public. I need to diversify the board. Mm. You're a good guy. I want to put you on my board. Yep. My father says, this is 1995. Yeah. My father says to him, ain't nobody getting on a plane where you can pick your own seat. 
Ain't nobody, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna fly no airplane I, yeah. with a flight attendant wearing khakis. Yeah. At that time, 1995, Southwest is only flying in Texas. Yep. Yep. He gave me an opportunity to be on the board. Missed it. Mm. My dad then becomes a bishop of Africa. Hold on, let me line this up. Yeah. BT missed it. Yes. Southwest missed it. Yeah. Okay, go let ahead. Let me give you the third yes, one. <laughs> He's bishop over Liberia, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Ivory Coast. Mm -hmm. One of his churches up in the mountains, they came to him and said, hey, you're around all of this shrubbery. Let's buy it from you. The yeah. church only hold maybe 200 people. Nah, we ain't letting you gentrify in Africa. We got to keep this. It's the Goodyear Rubber Company. Oh, monster. <laughs> oh. Go look at it right now. Goodyear's international headquarters is in Monrovia, Liberia. And we missed it. Three oh, opportunities. So uh, the valuable lesson in life is sometimes you can learn your greatest success from a great failure. Doc, let me ask you this. When you are being, okay, just stand in line with that. Yeah. When you are being presented with an uh, amazing business opportunity yeah. that you don't have the foresight to see, yeah. isn't, that, isn't that naturally scary for most people? It is, but how do you do it if you call yourself a man of faith? Mm. Faith is never safe. Wow. Uh, and so wow. this is where your prayer comes in. I don't know why our grandmothers will believe God can heal you of cancer, but don't believe God can tell you which stocks to invest in. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same God. Yeah, yeah, he ain't, yes, he ain't just the God of lupus. Yeah. <laughs> he the God of real estate. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I, I think that we got to go to him and really pray people who are really things of, of, of faith. The two largest real estate companies in the world, do you know who they are? Nope. The two largest real estate companies in the world is McDonald's and the mm -hmm. Catholic Church. McDonald's, because McDonald's don't, McDonald's buy real estate. There we are. Ah, it's not man. a hamburger company. Yeah. Yep. It's a real estate company. Yes, it is. So they do it based off of the demographics of that real estate. Yes, sir. The Catholic Church owns more real estate than any corporation in the world. And black churches are doing fish fries. We are. <laughs> Bake sales. We are. We, we are. Yeah. Let me get a yeah, plate. The, yeah. When Jesus is confronted in the temple, he never said, don't you know I'm about my father's ministry? He said, I'm about my father's business. Mm. And the church is not teaching congregants how do I do business. Correct. No. So every week, a lot of young adults, millennials, Gen Zs, Gen Xs, are not going to church because they don't want to hear the pastor ask for money. There you go. The role there of the pastor is not just to take that 10%, but to show you how to multiply the 90. How do we get that message across yeah. the board to, to other, out, outside of yourself, right? Yeah. But even let's, let's, let's isolate it to yourself, right? Yeah. In your church, what are you all doing to push that message forward? Because just like you said, yeah. Now it's like, all right, if I get my 10% and I see pastor driving around with this on, with, yes. with this, or if I get my 10% and I look up pastor on another vacation, yeah. that's, they can't, under, they can't fathom that. So yeah. how are we telling them, all right, this 10%, but guess what you should be doing? 
Yes. That's what the mindset should be. What yeah. are you all doing at, at your church and foundation to? I'm going to answer Mr. that two ways. Yes, One is what we do to give back. I send 100 kids to college every year. Mm. So I'm getting ready to break ground on uh, the first senior housing unit in America. I got it. Put, get this in your head. Okay. It is the very first senior housing in America for seniors who have custody of their grandchildren. Now think about the black community, mm. about how many grandmothers is raising these kids. Yes. And there's not one senior living facility in America where the grandkids can stay, drum roll, that ain't the projects. Wow. And so wow. we're, we're yeah. trying to really recreate yeah. that narrative. I don't know if you saw in Detroit, they're building these mini houses. Yes, sir. So we're trying to build a community of mini houses right here in Atlanta okay. uh, so that we can really uh, foster it. We partnered uh, to uh, be a part of uh, the new Black Wall Street market Nice uh, here in Atlanta. Those of you who ever come through Atlanta, you got to come see it. It's 112 black businesses under one roof. My man got a store in there, uh, Mike Wagoo. He do like bags and yep, little, yep. little things like that. You I got, got two of them. Oh, really? I got two of his Come bags. on, Dad. Come oh, on. No, that's Shout my out guy. to Mike, man. What's yeah. up, brother? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, so those initiatives are amazing. Yeah. We, I also, too, believe that, especially as we talk about entrepreneurship yeah. and scoping of it, do, are you a, giving people an inside look on how you personally are building your businesses yeah. and, and maintain a certain lifestyle away from the pulpit? Yeah, my grandfather taught me. It's a poor preacher who has to eat on the church's plate. Mm. How would you live if the church wasn't giving you that lifestyle? I always put that in, into my head. Yes, sir. Uh, to make sure that I am not eating off of the backs of black people. Yeah. But I'm eating at the table with black people. Yeah. If I am making disciples, then I'm making you to be like me. Right. Jesus never made members. Yes. He made disciples. Yeah. You know, yep. The Bible says the oil flows from the head. Yes, sir. So if you came to me and says, uh, Doc, Pastor, Jamal, I want you to mentor me. Mm. That's what you say to me. Yeah. Yep. Say, yo, we from the same city. Yes, sir. Came from the same background. Yeah. Boom. How am I mentoring you and you can't know where I live? Mm -hmm. How do you call me your mentor mm -hmm. and I got to hide my car from you? Yeah. Yeah. My job is to show you how to get it. Exactly. <laughs> it's and to no, show exactly. you how it is that you make these moves. Because the, the church often talks about harvest, talking about overflow, <laughs> talking about more than enough. <laughs> the church never talks about delayed gratification, yes, sir. sweat equity, yep. savings, mm -hmm. life insurance. Yep. So the church will announce the funeral and then say, please support the family and go to the GoFundMe account. That's it. Because we did nothing about insurance. Yeah. And so I think that the church is still the epicenter of the community okay. and has a responsibility to do that level of teaching. How do you feel about, well, two things real quick. With that uh, initiative with the grandmas or grandparents, senior living that has custody of their uh, kids. Yeah. Let me in on that. Yeah. All right, thank you. I got All money right. for it. All right, come All right, on. Cool. Come All on right. in the room. Y'all heard it first. I got yeah, money yeah, to Yeah, come on. Doc. I'm going to take it. <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> The next thing is, I, I'm, I'm being big on my education platform myself, right? Yeah. So I teach companies and businesses how to obtain federal government contracts. I got over now 4,600 students, and they're doing amazing. But guess what? 
I'm not tapped into the church. Yeah. I, 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 I want to figure out ways where individuals like yourself can bring in a, a teacher like myself so certain aspects of financial literacy and other ways to make money can't be taught on a widespread. Because you might have your amazing businesses, but you might not know this piece. I don't right? know it. And, and I think that's a thing that... I'm bringing you. There we go. I'm, I'm inviting you live. <laughs> I'm doing a conference the last week of June. Yes, sir. And I'm bringing you in. I'm here. Yeah, no, let's, I, let's I, rock and roll. I'm here because that's, that's a thing that more, more over than just talking about our community... And I told somebody this the other day, it has to be bigger than our community. It's going to start with our community because yeah. I am who I am. Right. My skin color is my skin color. Right. So I will start in my community, but it has to be bigger than that. Because when you're pooling resources together, guess what? You can go that much faster. No, Talk a little true. bit about how you're implementing outside of just our community and, and the things that you're doing as well. Yeah. I ain't doing nothing outside of our community. Talk to me. Uh, I think that we are... Man, I love that, man. I love how you answer. I love how you answer questions. Yeah, no, we are the only ones in the world who have to be apologetic to affirm ourselves. Yeah. In every major city in America, you got Chinatown. Yeah. You got Little Italy. Yeah. We got 50 states in America, and not one of them have Little Africa. (laughs) Zero. You understand? Mm -hmm. The average dollar in the Asian community circulates 24 times. Yep. The Jewish community, 17 times. For yep. white people, 12 times. For Negroes, it's only 30 minutes before we put it in the hands of somebody else. Yeah. So no, I, as much as I can, I'm doing it just with us. You know, but check this out, Doc. You know, okay, what's the stigma behind circulating black dollars in yeah. our community? It's like, we, I can't trust it. I tried to support black businesses yeah. and it didn't work out. So, I got it. Well, I, how, how many, can we, how how many can we bad white restaurants we've been to? Thousands. But we don't swear off of them. Yeah, yeah, thousands. We ain't, oh, I ain't never going to another white-owned restaurant again. Yeah. That food at Cheesecake Factory was cold. Yeah. The biscuits was bad at Red Lobster. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> <laughs> the, the salad dressing was too much at Olive Garden. Yeah. But ain't nobody in the history of Negroes in America yeah. ever say, I ain't never going back to another white restaurant. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't know how to give each other grace. Correct. That, you know, it's only us that speaks in universal terms. It's only a black woman that says, all men are dogs. No other ethnicity in the world going to swear off an entire gender. You understand? (laughs) I I ain't going to no restaurants. I ain't going to no churches. You understand? I don't even know how many churches are in Atlanta. I don't know how many are in Houston. You don't like your pastor? Go to another one. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. 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 I do like the fact how you said, I, you, I can tell you a pro at this. Because when I threw you that question, I knew, I knew you was going to answer that. <laughs> Absolutely. I knew you was going to answer it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know, I, I know who you are. I know what you stand for. Yeah, right? thank you. Yep, yep. And, no, I, that's and real. I, think, I think I appreciate that you not apologetic, yeah. right? And you stand 10 toes down on what you believe in. got to do Regardless it. of where... It's coming from. Yeah. I take a strong man to do that. Man, I'm grateful. So obviously, I can hear the values coming from your father. Yeah. And things like that. Yes, sir. But are you doing things to instill some of your values into the black men of America? Oh no, absolutely. I think that, that uh, the values I instill is 
to give a protective order against perfection. Mm -hmm. Is that we, we've got to move away that in order to be a Christian or to be a man, yep. you have to be perfect. Yeah. And I'm the runway model for grace. Yeah. <laughs> I failed out of high school, got a GED, yeah. had a kid out of wedlock, and God still blessed me. Yes, sir. Uh, whoever God's going to use, he doesn't need perfect people because yeah. there's no room for him. Correct. He need Correct. guys like me and you. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So I give my yeah. testimony as often as I can. I'm the very first man in the history of Morehouse, the very first brother in the history of Morehouse they let come in with a GED. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I've never taken an SAT in my life. <laughs> I, I Ever. Never I sat for that. it. I ain't know that. I'm telling you, it's grace. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. You, and a lot of people who have that testimony, they hide it. Yeah. And only give you the, the highlight tapes. Yeah. They ain't showing you none it's of the, the Instagram. It's the Instagram yeah. world. It's just the highlights only. Absolutely. All right. So, Doc, not to switch gears, but let me switch gears. Switch them. During the pandemic, you've seen a lot of people now got all these businesses. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. They don't, like a nine, they don't like a nine to five now. A lot all, of them going to jail. All of a sudden. They going to jail. Do you remember the days they when going to jail. it was a... <laughs> Them PP loans is coming. They out, of, <laughs> they out of here. Oh, yeah. You remember the days when it was a badge of honor to say, I worked at this job for 15 years. Yeah. I've been at the Ford Mortar plant for... 25 years and I'm gonna retire. Yeah. That was a badge honor. Why you why do you think this this pandemic entrepreneurship wave is taking over of just being appreciative of, of a nine to five? Because businesses showed what they really felt. Mm. It was in the pandemic that something went across the bottom of the news screen that says non-essential workers stay home. You didn't know you weren't essential to the pandemic. Mm. When you saw that businesses saw a 75% increase in profit, but the workers didn't get any raises, they had to reevaluate. Uh. Cornell West said America's the only place in the world where you have the working poor. Mm. That you can work 40 hours a week and still not have enough. Yep. And play people like, oh no, I can't do this no more. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I got to hustle hard Yeah, and go a different way. Let me yeah. do something I like, something I got a passion for, and people are moving in that direction. Coming yeah. up here to the studio, we, we passed five creatives. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Who legit. otherwise would have been frustrated. Legit. You know, they haven't come and say, I don't know nothing about no lens and no camera. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> no clue. I mean, and they no high-fiving like they watching a basketball right. game. Right. Where you get that camera from? <laughs> And I'm saying you gotta you gotta pursue your passion. And yeah. my real thought process is, whatever you are called to do, you can get paid to do. Yeah, yeah. There there is a price to your passion. Okay. And you gotta figure out how do I cash me outside. <laughs> <laughs> Doc is a real one. Yeah. Hey, I don't care what y'all see. That yeah. energy is ten times better right beside her. Trust me. Doc, is the church a business? I think the church does business. Okay. The government has cursed the church and it has infected the people. How so? I'm going to tell you. The government has cursed the church and it has infected the people by using one title. Okay. Nonprofit. Mm. Mm. 
Okay. So the members ain't making no profit. Correct. We just sustain it. Yeah. We ain't overcoming. Yeah. So as a consequence, it's hard for you to get in the churches when the pastors got bad credit. Yeah. Yeah. When they don't know how to teach it. Yeah. I teach this all over the country. When Jesus chose the 12 disciples, he didn't check, pick any of them from church. Mm. All 12 of them he took from business. Wow, okay. He didn't see them waving their hand. He didn't see them shouting in church. He saw them on a fishing boat yeah. and said, hey, I see how you are disciplined about your job. If you can do business, then you can do ministry. Look at why black churches are failing. Because we make people officers and leaders because they can pray. Mm. Not because they can balance a checkbook. Yeah. You got to have somebody working at that church to tell the pastor, no, we can't buy no screens right now when you can't afford to pay the dramas. Mm -hmm. And why we need an LED wall and there's 70 people in here? <laughs> <laughs> we can see you. <laughs> put, listen, put a flat listen, screen up. Listen, <laughs> I, I done been in some of the most amazing churches oh, in the Oh, man, listen. With, with two members. With two members. Like, what are we doing? The pastor got more security than the nation of Islam. He chilling. Ain't nobody after him. He chilling. Chillin'. All the men in the church are insecurity. He can't get to him. Yeah, no. He, he better get to all of them. He can't get to him. Yeah. How do you pick your individuals that you do business with? Because you just yeah. talked, and the reason why I'm asking this question is because yeah. you're right. I see a lot of pastors pick people to be on their staff, on their team, because yeah. they can do this, or they, they shout, look real good. Yeah. But their business mind is nowhere. Yeah, so I, I got bipolar DNA. Uh, my father's side of the family is all preachers. Yes, sir. My uncle was uh, Frank Lucas, biggest drug dealer in America. Wow. So I, I got street sensibility. Yes, sir. With sanctuary fortitude. Mm. Uh, and so I'm looking for people that got hustle, that got grind, but got integrity. Yeah. Uh, people that got uh, some moral fiber that I can lean on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the church people, they'll say Hosanna one week and crucify him the next <laughs> one. As street people are more loyal. Mm -hmm. You know, I often uh, say to my friends who are in the Nation of Islam, I say to my friends in the Nation of Islam that uh, their greatest success was the church's failure. You had to think about the fact that nobody deals with Malcolm X was a Baptist preacher's son. Mm. He goes to jail for petty theft. While he in jail, none of the deacons visit him. Mm. None of the church mothers put nothing in his books. Nobody from the choir comes to see about him. But the nation of Islam saw his gift mm -hmm. and cultivated him, even though he was a product of the church. What if the church had that same kind of draw? Yep. What would Malcolm X have done for the church? Yep. A whole generation of men would have been there. For sure. But we missed our opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Because their unity is something that's envied by a lot of different, you know, organizations across the board. Yeah. It just seems like the church, like, like you just said, we'll crucify each other. Listen, I'm talking about right beside each other. I, I, I my my envy is naked. Nation of Islam is killing. Yeah. They doing it. Yeah. Something is wrong if the mosque is 80% men and the black church is 80% women. Yeah. It says it. It ain't that men is against faith, yep. against prayer. They just want an institution where they can learn something, where they can do something, and where they can protect something. Mm -hmm. And the church is not giving them that opportunity. So is that something that we're going to 
you like especially one of your messages do you make sure you keep giving people the opportunity to oh no to i gotta be? do it i oh, gotta man. do it no 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 uh, the, the gospel is a verb i gotta call you to do something yeah not shout turn to your neighbor give three people a high five <laughs> and say preach black man yeah. I, what you gonna do after the benediction yeah and i think that's that's the real responsibility of the church so you bigger than just a, a, a preacher, obviously. You, I you, hope so. You, you way bigger than that. I hope so. Way bigger than that. Yeah. When you get on opportunities to to talk on stage, what's some of your message outside of the church? Yeah, I think it, an old theologian says that any preacher that's relevant has got to have a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other. Yeah. So you can't be a preacher this week and you don't say nothing about two black men thrown out of the state house in Tennessee. Mm. Can't be a preacher this week. Talk about that young boy that in Kansas City went to the wrong house to pick up his siblings. The white man shot him twice mm -hmm. and right now is at home watching TV. Mm -hmm. Can't be a preacher in this hour and talk about right here in Atlanta, a man who died in a prison cell from bed bugs. Mm. And the sheriff going to get on TV and say, ain't no bed bugs in the jail. Mm -hmm. The jail was built for 3,000 and it's 5,000 men in there. Mm. So I think that uh, you got to speak truth to power. I am not a history teacher. Yeah. I'm not just going to talk about what happened in Galilee and Jerusalem and Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah. And I ain't saying nothing about knife, ward, and bankhead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So all yes, of that has got to you know, come out. To you know, speaking one on one is know your audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know that's that's one of the new entrepreneurship waves, right? Yeah. Speaking, people want to be a motivational speaker, right? And they just uh, they just born as hell. That's yeah. what they are. Like, so there's nothing motivating about them at all. Right. Is there is there an opportunity where some somebody within your ranks can step from out your shadow and then be a part of? you know, the speaking organization, getting on stage and yeah. just being whatever the message is that you have and putting that to the forefront. Isn't it amazing? All these motivational speakers and not one motivational speaker has been hired to be a football coach because mm. they have no strategy, mm -hmm. no scrimmage, mm -hmm. no plan. Yeah. They just got a bunch of quotes. You gotta have a strategy. Hey, can I tell you something? I hate yeah. the quoting quoting. Oh man, listen. I like the quoting quote. Yeah, you gotta I have something. I do not like the quoting quoting. You gotta have something that backs up that motivation. Yeah. John Maxwell said, uh, there is no success without a successor. Mm -hmm. My job is to train somebody to be better than me. To go further than me. Yeah. Not to get to my level. Yeah. You, you you got access to what I didn't have access to, and that's me. You understand? Mm -hmm. My father at his peak, passed at 5,000. My father was my role model, my hero. I got to 10,000 in six years and didn't know what to do. Because mm. my model, I had passed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know what to do. Yeah. Because they have eclipsed their model. But ain't that the goal? That's the goal. That's the goal. But the, it, it ain't the problem with the mentees, it's the mentors. Oh, talk to me. The talk mentors me. don't want you to pass them. Mm. You're right. They want to keep little boring you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You still a little broke. Yeah. You, Stay over there, little yeah, broke. You, you yeah. can't pay your dues on layaway. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, that's give good. me my herringbone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm that's saying? That's good. Yeah. Nah, that is good. How, how much I got to pay on this necklace? Come on now. Yeah. That's good. Who is Jamal Bryant 10 years ago and who is Dr. Jamal Bryant right now? Yeah. I, uh, you ain't going to believe it. I reinvent myself every time Diddy does. Mm. He is the template for my generation. Okay. So you got to go from Puff to Puff Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> to P. Diddy. To P. Diddy. To Sean Combs. To Sean Combs. To love. To love. <laughs> to, to know that this is, for my generation, I'm a little bit older than you, the most influential personality for my generation, whose greatest wealth didn't come from music. And he ain't been in the studio in ten years. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that no, nah, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm really thinking about that. Oh, right I'm now. telling you. No, nah, that's crazy. Everybody who is out of hip hop culture, who has amassed wealth, did it outside of their passion. Yeah. Dr. Dre's a millionaire from headphones. Mm -hmm. Jordan is a billionaire from tennis shoes, not from baskets. Kanye West made his money not off music, off clothes, and off shoes. Mm. There's nobody, if you all don't listen to anything that I say to you today, you don't listen to church, you ain't never been to Baltimore, you hate Houston, you moved out of Atlanta. <laughs> I am telling you that in order for you to be successful, you have to have more than one stream. I agree. And black people are the only people who push our children and our young people that your stream of income has got to match your passion. Mm -hmm. Your passion, I need you all to hear this. I need you to hear it. I need you to cut it up, repost it. Your passion is for your hobby. Collect stamps. Get gold coins. But find what it is that's going to make you money. You ain't got to like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, no, you, you right. I can't stand math. I'm telling you, I pre-register for summer school every year. I cannot do math. <laughs> but if you put a dollar sign in front of it, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I can get to the lowest you, you, integer you real quick. <laughs> yeah, you get past your passion, brother. Man, you ain't you telling no lies. Yeah, find out what your purpose is. Federal government contracting is not my passion. Yeah. I'm just nice at it. Yeah. I understand I'm I can excel. I can teach it to articulated individuals to break it down yeah. so they can digest it and execute. That is not my passion. Yeah. My passion is basketball. I love it. That's it. I love but it. But like you said, I've created an avenue that I can create this lifestyle and then I can pass that forward as well. No, I love all of it. Going back real quick to reinventing yourself, right? Why? And what does that look like? Because, I mean, let me tell you this. I think through the years... I forcefully reinvent myself, yeah. not willfully reinvent myself, right? So I'm forced to, to get with the times. I'm forced to reinvent myself. Yeah. Why are you willfully re reinventing yourself? Because it's a part of your evolving process. Okay. Both of us from Baltimore. I don't know your friends. I don't know your crew yeah. at all. We about 10, 15 years apart. But both of us, me and you, leave, go get some lemon pepper wings and a half and a half down the street. <laughs> Man walk in the, in the joint. 
we gonna know if he just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. What you got on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where are them shoes? Yeah. How old is that phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a whole lot of people who are psychologically incarcerated. Yeah. Who stay in one place. Yeah. So whenever you see them, they're going to remind you of what y'all did in high school. Mm. And they haven't evolved past that. Yeah. Because that was their greatest moment of their life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yep. You leave, uh, for those of y'all out of Baltimore, one of the greatest changes I had to make in Baltimore, where he and I are from, the resounding question they're going to ask you in Baltimore is where'd you go to high school? Yep. In Atlanta, they're going to ask you where'd you went to college? Baltimore's the only place in the world I've ever been to with 40-year-olds wearing their class ring. Mm -hmm. Because of the mind frame Mm -hmm. is that that is your peak. The Poly Poly High School reunion is bigger than college. Yes. Uh, uh, Morgan Coppin. Way bigger. All of them. You ain't telling no lies right now. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but is that is that environment? Is that mindset? Is that what's what's the, what's suppressing that evolution of that We're individual that want to stay back there in the high school days? Is Baltimore? You don't travel now around the country. Yes, sir. Around the country. Yes, sir. You don't know one person who's ever moved to Baltimore. You know people <laughs> who moved out. Yeah. In the Houston, you have to ask people where you from. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, where you from? Mm-hmm. Baltimore, we became insular. Yeah. So because of that, we not challenged. Mm-hmm. We don't push ourselves. Baltimore, home of Monique, home of Drew Hill. I tell this to people everywhere. Drew Hill got Grammys, sold millions of records. Baltimore's the only place where they never sold out a show. That's crazy. Homegrown. Homegrown. One ain't fooled with them yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, Atlanta, you can't turn on the radio without him, Baltimore. Tick in the morning, Frank Ski in the afternoon. Because mm. you got to leave to be great. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nah, yeah. nah, yeah. nah. You got to nah. figure out yeah. how it is that you find your rhythm without affirmation. What's next for Dr. Jamal Yeah. Bryant? What's next? What's next is I got to get these houses built. Yeah. So that people ain't watching this saying, oh, he was just talking. <laughs> Because well, it's, it's out there now. Oh, no, it's out there. It's out there now. Absolutely. When y'all see me again, I'm inviting y'all to the groundbreaking. <laughs> it's about to go down for the underground. Yes, sir. Yes, Absolutely. sir. Absolutely. Getting those houses built. I like the initiative about, number one, bringing me yeah. to just talk about a different stream, a different kind of income. The last Wednesday in June. Put it in your book. Absolutely. But then continuing that on for the new, for the people that weren't there yeah. or would like to come and be a part of, right? Yeah. Because I, I think you said something important that people might have missed. You said church is still the foundation. It's still the epicenter. It's still the epicenter. There's no place that rivals the church in influence. Yeah. The the candidate still got to come through there if they want a shot. There's no other area that you can go to to mobilize our community, give them information and empower them. Yeah. Where are we going to go? Magic City? <laughs> we going to Goosebumps? Where are we going? I'm going to Blue Flame, Blue Flame for the Lemon Pepper. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but ain't no community organizing <laughs> happening at Blue Flame now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So my, my, one of my last questions for you, Doc, is this. And this is crazy, man. Like, y'all don't understand how 
I'm excited for this interview. I'm excited to continue to build this relationship yes, with sir. you because of who you are and what you represent, but who we have in common as well as, as yeah. friends and colleagues, yeah. right? But what does a Dr. Jamal Bryant legacy look like? It's still being written, brother. I'm grateful that as of this moment in 2023, everything I did before this is my Old Testament. Yeah. My New Testament starts because I'm sitting down to the hottest voice in the game. Yeah. You getting ready to change it. I got to rewrite my bio <laughs> and say I was with you. So <laughs> my life starts over tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, no, sir. I'm excited. Man, look, Doc. I man, appreciate thank you, your man. time, man. I'm rocking with you forever. I, I, yes, sir. Thank you Call so much. Call me collect. Come on. I got yeah. you. <laughs> I'm pressing one every good. time. My phone good. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Yo, it's Wolf Wednesdays After Party with Jay White, first name, last name. Uh-huh.